One of the most profound things I've learned in my life is that it's actually not about my hair at all. I've spent a lifetime trying to cover up who I am. And as much as I love a good external transformation, and I do, I much more love a heart transformation. Join me as I share how I work to heal my heart, find happiness, and embrace our hair. Hey, you guys. Welcome back. I can't even believe it to episode five of It's Not About Your Hair, where we talk all things, you guessed it, hair, heart, and happiness. Today, we're going to talk about, last time we talked about anxiety and depression, expectations. I think we kind of talk about the same thing in a different way every time, which is life, you guys. But today, we're going to talk about how perhaps anxiety which is a big thing in our world today, has prevented me uh, from showing up for the life that I'm meant to live. And hopefully that's going to help you to identify if it's stopping you from showing up the way that you're supposed to. So if you're just joining me, if you don't know who I am, my name is Casey Boss. I am just a regular gal. Uh, I am a curly hair specialist by day and a mother of three really awesome two grown-up kids, one grown-up exchange daughter who lives in Italy, whose name is Brittany, uh, a 13-year-old, and wife to Adam Voss, who is just gal darn the cutest thing you ever seen. And if you want tips on curly hair, you're going to have to check out my social on Voss the Curl Boss, and you'll get all the tips and tricks on curly hair. That is the part of me that's about the external transformation. Here on this podcast, we're going to be talking about internal transformation, finding ways to heal the inward parts of ourselves to become the who we were supposed to be. So every episode, I kind of touch on the idea that Psalms 139 changed my life. I always say this isn't a Christian podcast, but I am a Christian. And having something that I go back to that gives me a steadiness to know that who I am matters. Because I talked about in some of the past episodes, which you should tune into if you haven't, that the narrative that I had already agreed with about myself had started uh, 13 and younger. I had already taken away the truth that I was fearfully and wonderfully made, that the parts of me, that, that me was good enough, that there was something in me that was awesome. I had already decided, and a lot of us have, at a very young age, that we are capable of something, that we're worthy of love, that we are not, whatever. And it was only through, you know, I'd always, always kind of knew about God, but I knew about him, I didn't know him. And so even as a young adult wanting something different for my life, I felt like I had made too many mistakes that God couldn't love someone like me, that I was kind of being punished by this big pie in the sky God who didn't really have a, a place for people like me, you know, again, and I'm only repeating this stuff because I think it's important to understand. And um, if you're watching, you can see me, but if you're listening, you can't putting on my glasses, that it's important that we understand that we put these stupid lenses on through life and they change our perspective. And um, no one can tell us that we're looking at a, a skewed lens because we don't believe it until we bump into it. And so um, I had already believed 
very early on that I was not worthy of love, made subsequent decisions throughout my life that would prove I wasn't worthy of love. And I struggled really, really hard to like myself. And around 15, I tried to commit suicide. And I didn't know we were gonna get here so fast, you guys, but things just come out of my mouth, so let's go. And uh, we're gonna go for it. So I remember um, when I was, when I was young, my my dad's family was New Yorkers and my aunt would say if you're not dead dying or bleeding get out of here and I connected this a few weeks ago at church and I think it's really interesting that I think I learned early on that if you didn't have a big big need then your needs couldn't be met or if you weren't really really good at something or really really special your needs couldn't be met and so um, I wasn't really smart and I kind of looked like a disheveled mess because of my hair as we talked about and I just wasn't wasn't that cute, uh, believe it or not. And uh, I just, I had a really shiny brother. He was musically gifted, uh, super, super smart, went to a school for the gifted. And in my small mind as a little kid, I felt like I lived in his shadow. And so guess what I became funny? loud makes sense doesn't it you assume your position and funny and loud became my my cover right so I would make jokes about myself and the way that I looked before other people could I would um, make sure that I already made the jokes about my hair being frizzy or looking like Bozo the Clown or Annie or looking like I got my finger in an electrical socket um, all as a cover to really hide what I felt about myself. And uh, I had created this bed of lies at a very young age about myself and kind of transitioned into that. And I see that by the time I hit 13 and my parents divorced, all I wanted was for my life to go back to the way it was, and it couldn't. And so I made this decision and and probably I'll get more into it at a different time, but I had been lying and covering up lies and getting caught because I was just trying to fit in. And, and I also just wanted to see my dad and I didn't know how to get his attention. And so I thought if, if I committed suicide, right? Because the narrative that I had heard, if you're not dead, dying or bleeding, um, then he would come. And uh, that isn't what happened. And so that further created this um, thought for me that that doesn't matter how hurt you are you have to figure it out you have to figure you out you have to be strong enough for you you have to love you you have to be tough and you have to do it and so again another pair of glasses you guys went on a new lens I had pulled out all the stops and and, and here's the other part. Um, all these stories, again, I have zero blame for anyone in these stories, but it's through sharing these things that we realize what we didn't know when we did them. It was only through going back, like, I didn't know why I made that choice. It's only through looking back through a lens of time and healing that I can see why I made that choice that I made 
and why I, I would want my dad to come back or want my parents back together or, or want out of the current reality I had been living. I'm so glad it didn't work, but what it created again, you guys, like I said, was it was another part of me. So now, um, not only am I going to be funny and the, beat you to the jokes about me, I'm also going to be tough and I'm never going to show anybody that I need anything because if I am weak, then uh, no one's coming to fix me anyways. And so I got to become really tough. But it was all a fake exterior that prevented me from seeing myself as I was. It was all me just being strong enough and not caring. And I realized how that began to shape my adult life and uh, how I showed up in my marriage because I had just put on another pair of glasses and nowhere in this realm was there any safety for me to make mistakes or to be um, transparent or vulnerable because I was afraid of myself and afraid that who I was wasn't lovable, wasn't rescuable. And um, I proceeded to make decisions to look for validation again in other things and in other people and opening a business and, and trying to become successful and all of these darn things that you don't even realize. Like, how did they start from the minute we were born? From the minute that our parents laid eyes on us, we're beginning to form these lenses about ourselves. And, and so I'm so glad looking back today that I, I do have all these experiences because they allow me to realize and have empathy for people that are struggling and to have an opportunity to slow down and wonder instead of getting mad. I wonder what that person is going through. I wonder why they're acting like that. I wonder why they're so angry. I wonder why they're leaving right now. The pause of curiosity gives us grace for other people. And hopefully, if you're listening to this, the pause of curiosity can give you grace for yourself. Because if you've never had that lesson taught to you, that it's okay to have grace for yourself, that it's okay to not just try to achieve, but learn to be, and learn to sit in your feelings and that you won't get you won't get stuck there if you're looking for help so if you're listening to this and and you're feeling sad i would reach out to somebody because it is really through all of the things in my life through the healing through relationships through going back to my past through therapy through being involved in a community a church community to having loving uh, people in my life, my amazing husband, uh, that I've been able to process through some of this stuff. And so my point with today is that we can, not everyone is going to get to a point where they try to hurt themselves, but many people are hurting themselves.
out there. Many people are hurt. And they don't even know why they're so hurt. And they're stuck in the blame instead of stuck in the recovery. And so I want to give you permission today. And I hope this doesn't sound harsh. I, I say this to my kids a lot. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't even know why. I didn't even know this was going to be our topic. I got to stop talking after this. But um, here's what I want you to know. You have permission to be the victor, to have the victory instead of being the victim. You have permission to take the life that you want and stop being the victim. Now, does that mean that I'm saying that nothing bad happened to you? No, not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you have a choice. This is the beautiful part. You have a choice that at whatever stage you're at in your life, that you get to stand up now and instead of being the victim, you get to be the heroine who overcomes, that you get the victory, that you get to find out what was the reason for that? Who am I supposed to help along the way? And every single one of us is a leader, you guys. We are leading. We are leading. You are a leader. Whether you're a uh, the bottom of the totem pole at work, whether you have a family or you don't, somebody's watching you. Somebody is on the journey with you and they are looking to you. And what are you teaching them? Are you teaching them to be a victim, to blame, to sit down? Or are you teaching them that through the things that they have experienced, they get to overcome? And I'm telling you right now that there is so much more power in choosing to overcome. And so... Uh, how have I busted through some of these lies? But I can't say it enough. I believe that my life matters. I believe that my voice has significance. I believe with all that I am that there wasn't one person that was created that doesn't have the same opportunities I do. Maybe it won't look the same way. Maybe you're not going to be the curl boss or... or have um, a podcast, but you are special. So today I'm going to ask you to go back to something in your past that has created a narrative for you that was too strong and to take the victory. And if you're not fine in the process, I want you to remember that you're going to be fine, that you're worthy of love and that you're quite fabulous and that your hair looks great. Okay. Have an awesome day and thanks for tuning in. I guess this is where I ask you to subscribe to my channel, to follow me on social, and to listen wherever podcasts can be found. And join me every Tuesday at 2 as we unpack how to heal your hair, your heart, and your happiness.